What do you do about that one bossy player who tells everyone at the table what to do? My name's Jonathan, and this is The Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. This week we're going to look into the bane of all cooperative games and tackle the problem of the alpha player. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. Joining me this week are my co-hosts Steve Tassie. Hello. And Emily Finnerty. Hi. So we actually talked about the alpha problem briefly way back in season one. We did the episode about co-op games with Travis Ryan. Hey Travis, miss you guys. So what is the problem of the alpha player in short? What what is this thing? What 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 happens? Well, alpha player takes command. <laughs> and uh, it really wrecks co-op games, primarily. But it can also rear its head in a standard competitive game and uh, make people feel awkward and make people want someone else to just shut up. But basically, the <laughs> alpha player uh, directs the action and uh, tells people what to do and reminds everyone exactly how well another person is doing, but is often um, lying about that or, or <laughs> exaggerating so that they come out a little better in the exchange. And usually the problem is these people tend to be really good at games. Yeah. Yeah. They're the exact the sort of person who it's really hard to argue with them because they know their stuff really well. And in a co-op game, it can just, it's like you okay, you need to do this, you need to do that, and it just wrecks the whole experience. Have you had to deal with a lot of alpha players? A handful. I mean, um, as you mentioned, alpha players tend to be people that are very familiar with the game. So by virtue of working at Snakes and Lattes with people that are the most <laughs> familiar with the game Uh-oh. and some people that have very strong personalities sometimes Uh-oh. just kind of happens. Just kind of happens. That's good. I like that. That's very passive. It's, <laughs> not, it's a bit more charitable than it might be otherwise. But So obviously it doesn't matter if everybody at the table is an alpha player, right? Because you're all going to argue with each other and everybody's nobody's going to get to the point where they feel like, okay, so what move do I do now? Yeah, if everyone's alpha, then no one's alpha. And uh, similarly, if no one's alpha, then everyone's alpha. So it's fine. It's only if there's some people who are and some people who aren't that it gets to be a problem. Now, obviously, the worst, you were saying the worst for this is co-op games, right? Yeah, yeah. because I think uh, really the, in a co-op game, the alpha player wrecks everyone's fun by simply being the puppet master and uh, giving everyone the ideal course of action. At least in a competitive game, you can see that the alpha player, while they're still trying to you know, dictate what happens, it's obvious that they're doing it for their own needs and for their own advancement. And even if you're not prepared to make them stop talking... In a competitive game, you can do something other than what they're telling you to do. And it's a lot easier to shut them up, too. Yeah. Especially seeing as how you can just attack them. Yeah. You know, straight up say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Jonathan, okay, stop so telling me what to do or I'm sending my <laughs> troops over into your territory. Or you could just say, every time you do that, I am going to do another unpleasant thing. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't affect my purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the problem with alpha players in co-op games is that, like, they mean well, you know, they want everybody to win, but if if I don't get to play, then I don't really feel like I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, you know? if I'm telling you what to do, I'm winning, and you're just Tagging there. along. You're out. winning adjacent. Winning! Yeah. So uh, we're going to look into some possible solutions that are built into the game design that we can deal with this problem with. All right, so solution number one. Steve, you did a video about this recently, One Against Many. 
Yes, uh, that is sort of my default uh, solution to a group of people who want to play a co-op game, but they have an alpha player. Play a one versus many game, and your alpha player gets to be the one. Uh, and they get to uh, basically direct 100% of their side of the game, and everyone else gets the joy of being a, in a co-op game where instead of trying to beat the game, they're trying to beat Alpha. And uh, I, I think that's a, a fairly good compromise between the Alpha player problem in co-op games. Seems legit. Uh, one slight problem, though, right? What if you have two Alpha players? Then you play Last Night on Earth, and the two <laughs> Alpha players are the zombies. <laughs> All right. Supposing you've got three, then. If you've got three alpha players play a... Three-player game yeah. by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Send them to one table and everyone else can play something else. All right, so uh, another way to do it is to go with the traitor mechanic. Shadows Over Camelot did us all a tremendous favor who love cooperative games by introducing the traitor, that one person who's actually trying to tank the game. There's some other Even better, the possible traitor. Exactly, the fact that you don't know whether they're even there in the first place. And what are you going to do? Are you going to do what the alpha player says? Should you do that? They could be the traitor. They could be trying deliberately to do... Ugh. Yeah, John. They could be the traitor. Yeah, they could be. Steve. Or maybe That's the right. traitor's the guy who's not saying maybe anything. Maybe the traitor's the guy who's not saying anything like you did the last time we played Shadows Over Camelot. <laughs> so then there's real-time games. Um, have you guys ever played Space Alert or XCOM or any of these ones that... Uh... Yep. I've played yep. both of those. I've XCOM. played uh, Escape Curse of the Temple. That too. How did you find that they dealt with uh, the alpha player? Was, was, there, was there anybody who was able to take control in that case? Because you're probably playing them, I'm guessing, with some fairly bossy personality types. Raise his hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, um, I, I've only played XCOM, I think, once. But I played Escape Curse of the Temple a few times very recently. And it, it, it really turned out that there was, there was two of us. Whoops, my bad. Uh, like, I was definitely kind of alphaing there uh, <laughs> along with my friend Sean. Uh, I don't even know why. We just were screaming louder than everybody else and by virtue of just being able to vocalize louder did that wreck the up, experience though uh i don't i don't think so i i haven't really checked in with the rest <laughs> of the people but i mean they've played games with me since so i assume it can't be that it couldn't have been that bad <laughs> my guess is that by, by virtue of the fact that in escape that in that particular game escape curse of the temple uh one person can sort of tell somebody else what to do but you still have to roll your own mm -hmm. dice you still have to move your own stuff so even though you and one of the other players might have had a clearer idea of the overall picture, it felt more like helping to them, probably, and yeah. less like taking over. Probably, yeah. I think Pandemic the Cure has a similar solution. Uh, the fact that it's dice-based, there is no right answer. The alpha player can't be absolutely guaranteed to be correct because you never know what those dice are going to do. You can calculate the odds, I suppose. You but, can, uh... but still... Odds are just a guide. You, the reason they're odds is because sometimes they don't happen. It's true. Creating enough chaos, creating enough uncertainty in a situation can put it back into the realm of instinct. And at that point, one player is as good as any other. Um, one of the things I love about XCOM is the way it sort of overloads you with so much information you can't handle everything. And the alpha player is basically a mechanic in that game. In Space mm -hmm. Alert, they make it one player's job to be the alpha player. Yeah. 
because people always come to loggerheads. Okay, what do we do? What do we do? And you have one person who has to make that decision for everybody. And space cadets is the same way. Mm -hmm. You have the captain who guides everybody else uh, through their own mini games. The other way you can do it is with limited communication, giving players restricting how much they can say and when they can say it and what they can say. Hello, Hanabi. Hanabi loves that one. Um, did you guys ever play the Lord of the Rings cooperative game? This is like when the way back in the pre-pandemic days. No, no, never did. So it was just a straight-up co-op game where uh, you're the players of the Hobbits trying to get across Middle-earth to, uh, to dunk the ring. But they had an expansion set for it called Sauron, and it introduced a really cool solution to the whole limited communication thing. It's, it's a one-against-many game, but the, uh, the Hobbit players, they can say anything they want to each other, but they have to say it out loud. They can't pass notes. They can't whisper in each other's ears. So everything you say to your teammates, Sauron hears, which means that you want to communicate enough that you can work well together, but not so well that the great eye sees mm -hmm. everything that... Uh, I've never really seen any other games do that. I think I'd like to see more of that, mm. um, especially in cases where you have multiple alpha players sitting at the same table. There was something like that in... Um, uh... Tragedy Looper a little bit. Yeah, Tragedy Looper did have that, didn't it? Yeah. Where um, the, the players were only able to speak during a very specific time in the game, and like the other player was sitting there listening, <laughs> which was you, which I'm looking at yes. you. But uh, yeah, Between Loops, that's another one. It's, I would like to see, it's, that's probably one of the reasons also why I uh, was so surprised and, uh, and enjoyed tra Tragedy Looper, despite the fact that it is quite a challenge to get going. It, Time travel's a bad idea. <laughs> Time travel is hard. It really is. Now, there's a bit of an elephant in the room here. There's an obvious answer to the alpha problem, and that was the one that Travis hit on when we did that episode back in season one, and that is, have you tried not being the alpha player? And the answer is yes. Yes, I have tried not being the <laughs> alpha player, and I've... Um, failed because well I, I played so many games and you guys are the same i'm sure you, you you get to learn how these things work and you want everybody to win you want it to be a positive experience and you want to but then somebody's about to do something that's just it's it's, it's wrong it's wrong they're about to do a wrong thing wrong and stupid <laughs> and, and 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 they're not stupid because they're your friend and you like them and you have to find a way to but you don't actually have to because if you do it then you're being the alpha player and that's wrong and that's bad and you don't <laughs> Why is it so hard? <laughs> Why is it so hard to not be the alpha player? What's, what is wrong with us? Uh, I think psychologically, I think part of it is uh, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that there's a correlation between alpha player tendencies and uh, self-esteem issues. Okay, go on. That the person who... Uh, the person who demands the attention and demands to make the plan um, is doing so because they want to show everyone how clever they are. And, and, but I know. I know how it is. I'm useful. It's, it's, I can contribute. This can is help. the best plan, and I know it is, and you're going to see it, and then you're going to love me for it when really what's going on is everyone... God, Steve, yeah, I, <laughs> I know you know this game better than the rest of us. Why can't you just let us play? I, I, that may have fit dangerously close to the mark for me. What, uh, what do you think? Is it... I don't think Poss Emily bought my theory. There was a face, there was an expression on her face. <laughs> Doesn't when come I through said in radio, it. but... Uh... Maybe, 
maybe. I mean, it's as, as good a theory as any. I think it's more maybe like personality type. Some people are just, some people like like to talk. And when you're playing a board game, what are you going to talk about? You're going to talk about the board game, maybe. <laughs> and then if you know the board game very well, you're going to talk about how well you know the board game, this thing you're going to do because you know the board game and it's great. Some people just, I think, have like louder, more aggressive, talkative personalities. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why some people end up being off player without even realizing it. That is a simpler theory. Now, Jonathan, I see you alpha player in uh, co-op games a fair bit. Oh, yeah. Um, For me, I think personally, I alpha player most often when I'm teaching someone new to the game. Mm. Uh, If there's someone at the table who hasn't played before, I will frequently... And possibly to my own detriment and to their the detriment of their enjoyment of the game sometimes, I think. Uh, I will suggest what they should be doing or remind them far too often of the rules and how the game goes. And, and remind them of a certain specific rule at a certain specific time when they're about to do a certain specific thing? Sometimes, or just, you know, I keep reiterating the steps of the turn uh, until someone will say to me, Steve, I'm an adult. I know this. <laughs> You've told me. Um, and that, and I will also, um, I will touch people's pieces. I do that. Oh, oh I will. Oh I will move someone's pieces for them if they've made. If they've announced their move, I, I won't like say do this and move their piece. But uh, if, if someone has said, "Yeah, I'm going to go there," I will. It's just habit. I'll reach out and I will move their soldiers for them, or <laughs> remove the cubes that they've treated in pandemic, or or whatever it is. And. And I, I do that sometimes, but I always put them back. See, I have really short arms, so my reach isn't so good, so I don't do that. I do that very rarely. So of all these solutions to the alpha player problem, the one against many solution, traders, real-time, limited communication, or just trying not to alpha, which one do you think is the best? Probably, like I think, just like trying to not be mm. a big know-it-all. If you succeed, it's foolproof. Yes, if you succeed, it's foolproof. And it's nice to, you know, have the awareness that, you know, sometimes it's a thing that you do and taking a few steps back and trying not to be so aggressive with it's your opinions. Process. It's a process. It's, it's an ongoing. Yes. The problem is because sometimes, also I find sometimes being the office so satisfying. <laughs> you know? Like, I had a plan and the plan worked and everyone did as I said. Now we won. It was great. <laughs> or, or like playing, um, Game, playing like games where there's a lot of table talk like shadow hunters or resistance like i talked my way into a thing and everyone believed me and now i won and it's great like sometimes it's just it feels so good that you have to just be kind another solution is ask your friends if it's actually a problem that's true if it's, because, not, if it's not really bugging them then yeah it, they, you may be playing with a group of people who actually want your help and your suggestions um uh, but uh, if if you're playing any game and you don't know who the alpha player is, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I have a real propensity towards games with either a trader mechanic or real-time element. If, if, if I'm going to play a co-op game, I want one of those things in there so that I don't have to check my alpha nature as strongly as I would in a straight co-op game. Uh, I, I want to cut loose. I want to use whatever skill I have. I want to go all out when I play, and I can't do that if I'm playing Pandemic because I'm going to ruin it for everybody if I do. And yet your alpha playerness sometimes bites you in the butt. 
vis-a-vis Shadows Stop Over Camelot. reminding me, Steve. That's okay. I think our audience has heard enough about that. Okay, that's it for this week. If there's another topic you'd like to hear about on the show, please do tweet it to us at SnakesCast, or post us on our Facebook page, or use the contact form at snakesandlattes.com. Steve, Emily, thank you. Our pleasure. Bye. Great to have you on the show. Snakes I didn't mean to speak for you there, Emily. I, I, I alphabet the outro. It's okay, I'll forgive you. Just this once. The Snakes Guest is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. See you next week, everyone. Game on. Game on.